Welcome to Get Found, Get Funded, a podcast all about creating visibility, paths for growth, and opportunity for entrepreneurs. We focus on those entrepreneurs who are statistically underrepresented in the startup ecosystem. Your hosts are Zena Island, president of X Plus PR, a media relations agency, angel investor Aurelia Flores, managing member of Athena Digital Media Group, a digital marketing agency, and angel investor Christina Francis, president of Esteem Logic, an information technology consulting and training firm. In each episode, you will meet a new startup founder, hear about their company and where they are now. We then focus on one key challenge facing that entrepreneur, a challenge that is common among startups. Each episode also features a guest expert to weigh in on the challenge. Welcome to Get Found, Get Funded. Ladies, this is our inaugural podcast. I know we're all very excited for the upcoming shows with some phenomenal entrepreneurs. But first, let's let's share why we decided to do Get Found, Get Funded. And Zena, Get Found, Get Funded was your original idea and concept. So can you tell us a little bit about why and why now? Well, one of the reasons I wanted to start the podcast because there aren't a lot of people that look like us. We just aren't getting the recognition and the funding that we actually deserve. And as founder of X Plus PR, a media consulting agency, this is my role to tell the stories versus hearing the status quo. Get Found, Get Funded is a podcast creating brand awareness, visibilities for entrepreneurs who want to accelerate connections with customers and investors. It's my way of giving back. Allow the underserved and underrepresented to tell their stories of where they can be found and funded. I had the idea, and then I met Natalia Oberte Nogueira of Pipeline Angels. Pipeline Angels is an organization that is changing the face of angel investing and creating capital for women and non-binary femme social entrepreneurs. Their members serve as friends and family round for entrepreneurs who may not already have that support at that critical stage. And she said, I get the get found part, but what about the get funded part? Who would speak on that? And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, you're right. I never got that far (laughs) in my thinking process. And she recommended Christina and Aurelia, who I, I and Christina I just met a few a couple of days before, and Aurelia she spoke so highly of, and I contacted you two, and that's when things started moving fast. Christina and I met first at an event, as I said earlier, but Natalia really helped to connect all of the dots and people. It is no surprise that women experience far far more challenges in raising funding and securing credit for their businesses than their male counterparts. Data shows that women's entrepreneurship is on the rise, but women still face disproportionate challenges gaining access to capital and other resources. And according to Project Diane, women of color face even greater barriers and of 10,284 venture deals funded from 2012 to 2014, just 24 got involved uh, uh, involved startups led by black women, which was about 0.2%. So, Natalia, why did you think that it was a good idea for me to start this podcast? Wow, we're getting heavy duty from the beginning, Zena, huh? <laughs> um, I 
let's take a step back because your journey launching Get Found, Get Funded could very well um, be uh, a role, like you're being a role model to aspiring entrepreneurs out there that I'm sure will be subscribing and checking out your podcast. So the first thing was that you already had the idea. You and I were talking and you told me, hey, I'm doing this podcast, Get Found, Get Funded. And what I did is what I generally do when I'm talking to entrepreneurs and I'm talking to, to, to founders. And I'm like, that's a great idea. You have the expertise for Get Found. And then I was like, tell me more about your team. Because so many times what happens, especially for, and as you, the three of you know, I love calling it the hashtag more voices founders. Mm-hmm. The other, you know, I'd say more blunt way of saying it is not, not just straight white guys, is that we often tend to be one person founders. We often tend to, you know, come up with an idea and start working on that concept, not realizing how important it is to bring other people to the table, to bring co-founders to the table. And so that was really where uh, I, you know, I am so excited about what happened, which was connecting you to additional experts, you know, for the Get Funded part, because you three are um, role modeling what entrepreneurs out there should be doing. And in that sense, my hope, I'm look how this happens. I'm already telling you what what I'm hoping for Get Found, Get Funded is that it's both the platform that you envisioned it to help entrepreneurs um, elevate their voices, also give what um, I love to call smart money, meaning the human capital in terms of the skill sets and the expertise, as well as, you know, financial capital in terms of resources that you can connect them to and the social capital in terms of the connections and networks that actually you'll be leveraging to get those experts that um, will be part of the podcast. The other part, the other goal of this podcast is the journey the three of you will will be uh, going on and not just the journey i for me it's going to be that inspiration that inspiration of how the three of you are working together how you're collaborating and how the three of you together are actually um, going to be adding so much more value to this concept than the three of you um do having done anything on your own so i'd say that's that's why i was excited to to encourage you um, on what already you knew, and that's the important part, was a great idea. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, I've been so inspired by you and, and, and your podcast. Um, our podcasts are similar in, in, in such that we are addressing uh, statistically underserved entrepreneurs. And earlier we talked a little bit about the statistics. Why do you, need, why do you think we need to talk about this issue of underserved entrepreneurs, in your opinion? Uh, so I'll be cheeky and say there has been enough talk and there have been enough <laughs> reports and surveys and statistics out there. And um, you, each of you, I think, have, have mentioned some, some depressing stats um, so the audience gets it. Uh, what I say is what's exciting about, um, you know, my podcast, Pitch Makeover, which is literally a pitch, make, it's a pitch makeover for entrepreneurs. Um, you know, I tell them what to keep, delete, add to their pitches, and then the cool thing is that they get a do-over, is that we're showing, 
it's not that it's not just that we're talking about it; it's that we're showing entrepreneurs, um, and 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 what's excited about that is that oftentimes at the end of it, and if we we were to talk about a similarity between pitch makeover and get found get funded, is that it's about storytelling, and you know at at, at you know like with with my podcast, it really is about the pitch, and just because of. Um, my own personal interests and and how we've been structuring it 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 is about you know pitching to um, potential investors and as as the three of us know there are actually different pitches that entrepreneurs um, have to do on a day-to-day basis it could be pitching to potential investors it could be pitching to media press it could be pitching to customers and users and so that's actually something that I'm excited about your podcast that you're 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 coming at it from a broader perspective with the the concept of get found get funded because obviously like when you and I were talking originally Zena we were talking about get found in terms of like your expertise which is media press um, and at the same time you know, bringing bringing um, Christina and Aurelia on board with the get funded that that covers the investor part. What we haven't really talked about is that your podcast will also target that third demographic that's really important for entrepreneurs, which is customers and users. Because we could, once again, I'll be cheeky. You know, like customers and users need your help, the three of you, to help. You know, to help um, uh, them. Or I, let me take a step back. Uh, the, the entrepreneurs need your help in terms of better refining how how they're going to get found by customers and users. And something else that often isn't positioned this way is that at the end of the day, having paid customers, having paid users, that's a different way to get a company funded because it's actually from revenue. And so that's really um, key in terms of what you will be doing with the experts that you'll be bringing in with the, as you mentioned, you know, like they might have a challenge and that challenge might actually be directly related to some, you know, finding a better way to connect with customers and users. And we, I, I also happen to um, be the creator and host of a show called uh, Hashtag Smart Money Live that is distributed by Women at Forbes um, um, on their Facebook page. And we had the, uh, the pleasure of, um, of having uh, Aurelia as uh, one of our guests experts and something that she mentioned during that episode and you know go out and check it out people um is that ultimately it you know in order to connect with um you know like the audience or you know potential customers and users it's finding them when not when they're unguarded and um and then we had a lot of conversation regarding that and then what what i took from that is Finding finding customers and users when when they're vulnerable and and when are customers and users you know vulnerable when is it that they are at that place is when they trust you know when they're able to trust the brand and I'm using brand as like super encompassing and so what I'm bringing why why this is so important is that what has often happened is that for more voices we have to fit into the status quo which is prim- primarily cis straight white and male and so it's kind of hard to be unguarded you know when the status quo doesn't you know like doesn't really fit us you know we have to force ourselves to fit there and so in as much as like um 
Christina, you know, you, you mentioned that Jan Lavanzan and, and Mark Cuban in comparison. The other thing is, and for those of you who might not know Jan and Mark, you know, like that analogy was fix my life in Shark Tank. Um, it is that sense of like the three of you are these amazing role models. And as Marion Wright Edelman says, you can't be what you can see. And so already the fact that you are your market, that you are coming from the same place that these entrepreneurs you're showcasing are coming from, the fact that you are also the potential investors, the potential media press, the potential customers and users for these founders, that means that you're creating a safe space for these entrepreneurs to shine, for these entrepreneurs to share their story, to share their stories. And guess what? For them to be in a place that they trust, you three and that means that they're going to then be able to be vulnerable and that means that they're going to connect with the audience and that means that they have a better chance to get found get funded wow thank you for those powerful powerful nuggets of wisdom we can just have a show just with you all by itself so thank you for coming on and it's good to hear your voice and uh, i appreciate you very much well, I'm, you know, I'm so proud of the three of you. And, you know, for those of you have, you know, thank you so much also for, for helping showcase the work that we're doing at Pipeline Angels, you know, changing the face of angel investing. And, um, and, um, and, and Christina and Aurelia, uh, I'm, I'm so thrilled that you are Pipeline Angels members. And the other thing that we talk about is that our members serve as the friends and family round for entrepreneurs who may not already have support at that critical stage. And in that sense, um, I'm, I'm so thrilled that the three of you um, are also going to be these friends and family in, in a different way, you know, providing a different sort of support for these entrepreneurs. Because as we know, entrepreneurship can be lonely. And I'm glad that these entrepreneurs you'll be featuring on your show are, are, getting, are, are getting to share that startup journey with, with the three of you. So congratulations. I'm super excited. Um, and, and here's to your first, your first season of, of many more. Thank you. Christina, I know you have similar thoughts, but why did you agree to join me on this podcast journey? So, yes, similar to Jerry Maguire, you had me at hello. <laughs> really, when you mentioned Get Found, Get Funded in the concept, you know, the opportunity to potentially accelerate the success of entrepreneurs that look like us was a no-brainer for me. It's interesting because, you know, a little over a year ago, I decided to take a leap of faith and made the decision to resign from my role as Director of Systems Development in Cyber and leaving an amazing company that I worked for for over 12 years, it was a hard decision to make because I'd spent so many years building a career, right? When, you, when I left, I had a team of 100 software developers, testers, analysts, and manage a business portfolio of $50 million. And I had solid relationships with my clients and teaming partners, and I actually felt like I was leaving a family. But I knew God was pushing me to do something different. So I met Natalia, founder of Pipeline Angels, at a Women of Tech event that I attended shortly after I resigned. She was actually on a panel discussing the venture capital landscape, a fairly new area to me at the time. Oh, and let me add that the conference was a few days before the 2016 election. And when I say Natalia brought passion and purpose to the panel, she had me fired up. Uh, as a lover of data, the metrics she shared about women entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs of color, was just troubling, right? 
it was even more powerful because at 40 years old, I now identified as an entrepreneur and new business owner and an African-American woman in tech, of course. We've heard the metrics like you just mentioned, Zena, around Project Diane and other reports. Uh, but needless to say, after I found myself going up to the stage, introduced myself to Natalia and then started stalking her on Twitter and LinkedIn. And I read more about Pipeline Angels investing and my soul just connected with the mission. So I joined Pipeline. And Zena, as you mentioned, you and I met at a Pipeline event. I'm sorry, we met at um, the U.S. Black Chamber event at N3DC, but really bonded at the Pipeline Angels event. And you, Aaron Horn McKinney, your co-founder of Black Female Founders, and a few of us were just vibing and talking about mentoring and providing advice and hurdles that entrepreneurs face, just helping more people who look like us navigate business challenges. I was so pumped after talking to you ladies. I knew we'd work together, and here we are. And Aurelia, you were one of my mentors when I joined Pipeline Angel, so I'm just so glad Natalia brought us all together. Thanks to Natalia of Pipeline Angel, she took my idea to the next level by suggesting that I needed angel investors to be part of the show to round out the podcast. That's when Get Found, Get Funded got wings and took off when you and Aurelia agreed to be a part of the show. Along with Natalia, the two of you have expanded my understanding of capital and building a community. And I am overwhelmed with your expertise and dedication to see the success of this podcast grow. You know, I don't want to overlook the fact that you decided to become an entrepreneur at 40 years old. What motivated you? <laughs> you know, I think, I think like most people, I spent time focused on getting into and graduating from college and finding that quote-unquote stable job. Uh, my parents were teenagers when I was born, so a lot of my life philosophy was learned actually by watching my amazing grandparents. They both worked in education. My grandmother was a teacher, then a principal, early childhood coordinator, and then she opened a few Montessori schools in Connecticut where I grew up. And my grandfather worked as an elementary school principal for about 42 years before he retired. And like that, for me, that was his only job. And I mean, he was involved in the community, but I never saw him go on interviews or switch jobs, invest money, or start a business. And for the most part, I was taught and frankly believed that success centered around job loyalty and stability. So when I graduated from Georgetown in 1998, I found a job. And with the help of my first employer, I started a career in technology. And I don't know if you guys remember 1998. That's when Google was launched and IMAX came out. And I actually brought my first cell phone. It was a BlackBerry. Um, but honestly, entrepreneurship wasn't something I considered for my path until last year. Um, and Zena, for me, I got to the point where I didn't need my job. And I don't mean that in a flippant way, but I had choices. And for many years, I chose to work and lead at my company. I loved my company uh, that I worked for. But then I started feeling like there was more that I wanted to do. I'm a wife and a mom of a 10-year-old and a 9-year-old, and I had a lot to consider. And to be fair, it wasn't as risky for me to leave and resign. I knew I could go back to my employer or find another job. But when God gave me the vision for Esteem Logic, especially around the apprenticeship program, it was worth the career move. So I'm just excited to be in this position and this phase of my life. And Aurelia, you also have an interesting life path from law to entrepreneurship and additional passion as an investor. You're also a mompreneur, so tell us more about why you wanted to do Get Found, Get Funded. Yeah, Christina, I just, I really resonate with a lot of pieces of your story. I, I saw early on the connection between entrepreneurship and the potential for social change. You know what people now talk about is social entrepreneurship? 
Growing up the way I did, I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know many people around me who'd gone to college, mostly just teachers. So what I'd saw on TV was if you were quote unquote successful, you were a doctor or a lawyer and I wasn't great at science or at least I didn't think I was, so lawyer it was. And I graduated from Stanford Law School and started practicing corporate and intellectual property law at a really interesting time in history. Christina, you just kind of mentioned, right, the mid to late 90s was that time when the dot-com, you know, boom was happening. And, you know, later bust. So lots of things going on there. Um, after law school, I also had a Fulbright in Mexico City for a year, and I worked with an organization that supported small businesses, so micro enterprises. And I, you know, got to see that social change aspect from that angle too. And so for me, I really found business to be a proactive way to take on issues. And I found that to be the case still. And so when I practiced, when I started practicing law during this era, right, structuring um, deals for angels and VCs, I got exposed to entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and really got hooked. And then since then, um, I've been involved with different small businesses, helping them start up, um, getting funding both from a strategic partnership angle as well as you know angel and VC funding and even SBA loans. And then I've also done M&A transactions. So I've seen what can happen to um, a successful enterprise that then wants to either have an exit strategy or just grow. So I can see what both helps companies' infrastructure remain solid or actually tank a deal, right? So I've gotten these different kinds of insights in during my practice. And this business technology crossover is really where I spent my life, interestingly. And it, it's not until recently that I looked back and I kind of realized that. I was like, oh, huh. So even before I myself was an entrepreneur, I've been studying women and entrepreneurship and even kind of how we look at money. And particularly for myself, how Latinas look at money. So that's been an interesting topic for me as far as the energy around that mm -hmm. because it just affects so much of our lives. And so when I heard about Pipeline Angels and Natalia, another hashtag wise Latina, <laughs> I knew it was the next right step. And I just really love the Pipeline Angels program and what it teaches us about being angel investors and just the community that's mm -hmm. part of Pipeline. I know Christine, really talked about yeah. that too. And, and it's been really powerful. Um, and so then of course she introduced me to you all and um, Zina, you invited me to be part of your podcast, and this is just wonderful. Um, I had done a podcast very early on in 2008, so <clears throat> a long time <laughs> ago, but this really seemed like a perfect fit with all of my history and interests, you know, entrepreneurship, mentorship, business, technology, mon money, and then you wonderful women, and just really sharing what we know and what we've learned over the years, because from my standpoint and my history, if you don't know about it, if you can't see it, then it's really hard to figure out how to get there. So there's that, but you asked about me being a mompreneur. <laughs> Long answer. Um, I have an adult son and then a three-year-old daughter. So my own startup journey within the last year has been also really interesting, kind of being in the digital marketing space, thinking about how to combine time and um, obligations and so forth 
Um, but then really thinking about how marketing itself is so important for companies. And Zena, I know you and I have talked about like how foundational it is yes, for it is. yeah for entrepreneurs to really get that. So all of that is why I'm here, <laughs> what drives me, and why I'm really interested and excited to do this with you both. Um, entrepreneurship has challenges for everybody and anybody, and I just really want to help support this mission. So that's why I'm here. I'm glad to hear your story. Nice story, Aurelia. So let's talk about the show structure. Every episode features one startup company and focuses the episode around one challenge facing the startup. We will weigh in on the uh, company's challenge and speak with one of the company's founders to unpack the challenge and offer strategic advice. Y'all will get a behind the curtains peek of each company. Think of this show as the intersection of Ayala Vazant and Mark Cuban. <laughs> Each episode also features a guest expert that is relevant to the company's challenge. We have an amazing first season for you. We have founders in various stages of their business. Some are startups, some are revenue generating, others are ready to scale and grow. We are excited to have companies representing D.C., Detroit, New York, Chicago, Miami, San Francisco, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Washington State, and even Iowa. So, Aurelia. Yeah, I, I mean, we've got companies represented across the U.S., which we really did on purpose. And they also represent varieties of markets from education to childcare on wheels to retail to toys to caregiving and business automation. So for example, just to give a two, you know, preview of two of our entrepreneurs, Lynette Abbott from Craft My Occasion is um, running a Miami-based company that creates party supplies that celebrate children of color, helping them cultivate a positive self-image. And I will encourage all of our listeners to go and see the link on the website so you can see her stuff because it's so cool. I myself am really excited to have my daughter's next birthday party using some of her <laughs> items. And we also have Crystal Eisenhower from Aperiomics, a Virginia-based company, which is the only company identifying every bacteria, virus, parasite, and fungus from clinical samples in one test. She's amazing, and the company is changing the face of healthcare. Yeah, I mean, these entrepreneurs are so amazing. It was so much fun actually talking to them and interviewing them. So I'm just excited to discuss some common questions that entrepreneurs ask, like, how do I market my product? And scenarios like, I need a network and want to find an incubator that can help. How do I do that? So we'll dive into some hard-to-answer hard questions like, how do I know how much equity to give up when looking at funding? And controversial questions like, how do I know if the reason someone said they aren't funding me is actually the reason? So we're going to have some spicy conversation and hopefully really help a lot of entrepreneurs, um, those who are on the show and those who are, are listening, and hopefully connect investors as well. There are a lot of great questions and rich dialogue. You don't want to miss this season. And if you're still wondering why you should listen to our show, well, let me lay it out. We offer insight to challenges faced by entrepreneurs, solutions to companies at different levels. We offer resources. We invite you to tune in, share with your friends, sign up for our newsletter. Even if you can't join us regularly, the newsletter will have information we covered, 
links to resources and information about what's coming up in different cities. We also want to thank our sponsors, champions, guests, guest experts, and our families. Special thanks to Micaiah Hughley from Creative 3 and the awesome leadership at Bliss FM. We also want to thank C. Smith for helping us produce our music, our opening intro music. We will be posting on our, uh, on our site uh, for, for people who are contributing throughout the season. If you want more information on the three of us and the podcast, please visit GetFoundGetFunded.com and sign up for our newsletter. 